Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the 500 Greatest Films Podcast, Quarantine, Bonus Ep, MCU Edition. My name is Hector Navarro. Sitting to my left is the Friday to my Jarvis. Is the okay? All right. <laughs> is the I don't a, know if they're friends. A, Are a, they pals? There's a bunch. Yeah. Is the have they um, interfaced yet? I'm sure they have. Is the Pietro to my Wanda? Sorry, I died, dude. Is the I know? Don't. Spoiler alert. Is the uh, you didn't see that coming? Is the Wanda and Pietro to my Ultron? No. Is the he doesn't care for them? Iron Legion to my Iron Man? No. I don't like this. Me neither. We have two of the best sidekicks in the biz in this one. Is the Falcon to my Cap and yeah. is the War Machine to my Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Those are sidekicks? Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yes and no. They are. They don't. I don't have. I don't get Robin energy from them. Yeah, not anymore. I don't get trusty sidekick not energy anymore. from them. But like, if was Robin ever part of the Justice like, League? Uh, I don't know. Maybe whatever Winter Soldier was before. That's more sidekick energy. Bucky. Yeah. Bucky when he was to just Bucky boy. Steve. Yeah. Bucky to Cap. Little Buckster. So you are the Maria Hill to my Don Cheadle. I don't know. No. <laughs> uh, I am. Linda Cardellini to your Hawkeye. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That's right. Mr. Keller Knobloch. I'm someone to come home to. Yeah. (laughs) Say hi to everybody listening. How's it going? Everybody listening. We've got some real good stuff to get into. And we're going to drop bombs. We already have people excited and looking forward to this. Did you see that? Did you see that comment on Twitter? Countries on people. Did you see that comment? No. What? What did it say? Should I pull it up? If you want to. Should I read it? Should I put them on blast? Yeah. Um, On blast? On blast. Is it going to be bad? No, we well, can someone, also. Is there? Is this an attack? We can also keep it. Are you being attacked? No, we can also keep it very. Was uh, it controversial? Uh, no, we can keep it very anonymous. Okay. Um, let me pull it up. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Oh yeah. By the way, we're anonymous. We are me the and Hector. We're anonymous. Hacker group anonymous. Yeah, but none of the dumb shit um, they do. Only the cool stuff. Just read. Just read this one. Don't read the name or anything. But just you can read the comment. It's my favorite one. I'm both looking forward to and dreading the podcast on this one, both because of the weed in the room and because I get the feeling Keller is going to be unenthused. Ooh. Hey. Ooh. Fun news that we'll learn after this fuck fest <laughs> over here reads what this movie is. <laughs> He's or, been working my nerves lately. You're talking about Sir Giles. Yeah. You got to provide the context. They know. Because uh, right now I'm the only other fuck face in the room. Huh? So you have to, <laughs> you got to let people know. I'm sorry if you felt attacked for a minute. <laughs> I was like, you're talking about Sir Giles, right? He just walked in. I didn't know. I guess he didn't see it. If you would please hand your phone over to Sir Giles Keller so that he can, uh, he can tell us about the movie we're going to talk about right now. Sir Giles, take it away, my friend. Avengers, colon, Age of Ultron, 2015, director, boo, Joseph Hill, boo, Whedon, boo, <laughs> exuberant and eye-popping. Avengers, comma, comma, I said comma, colon, Age of Ultron, serves as an overstepped but mostly satisfying sequel, reuniting its predecessor's unwieldy cast with a few new additions and a worthy foe. Thank you, Sir Giles. I had trouble. Yeah, you're okay. You're good. You're good. You can go back to your, I don't know, attic. Where do you live? With cellar? I don't care. Uh, Thank you, sir. It's an attic cellar combo. That's right. That's right. Keller. We spoil him. Let's start with you. Going off of that. What were you going to say? I just don't know how that works, though. What? Uh, Attic cellar combo. Cellar attic. Yeah. There's an elevator between the two. Yeah. And (laughs) And it's it's like the the 13th floor. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, you know, and like uh, being John Malkovich, there's a weird little 
Anyway, um, Keller. Yes. I want to start with you. Jump in with your overall thoughts on the movie and base it off. How I of, feel about this. Yeah, this Rotten Tomatoes description, which I, which I basically agree with. I would say it's overstuffed. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's juggling a lot. Yes. Mm-hmm. And also, there's some unnecessary stuff. Yes, there is. Uh, in terms of, but it is. Yeah. A satisfying sequel. I think that, so. I think so. Um, I'm gonna say it. I like it better than the first Avengers movie. Guess what? So does Hector Navarro. I do too now. I do oh, too shit. now. This is crazy. Oh, shit. This is crazy for me. Oh, shit. Because I still think that the reason I am like... Because like on its own, it's not as good of a movie on its own as I think The Avengers is on its own. Meaning, if you could do some impossible thought experiment where you would show somebody one well, movie... Well, that's impossible. Show somebody one movie... It's like, a sequel. And it works as a sequel. Right, erase their memory and then show them Age of Ultron... And gauge how much they liked each one for the first. I feel like they're gonna like the first Avengers more. Does that make sense? If they could, if there was some magical world where yeah. they could watch Age of Ultron first with all yes. the context of the first one without no. seeing the first one, no. or just watching it as a standalone yeah. film. Yeah, yeah, as that. Well, that's every single time. Yeah, most that's sequels, like, except for like I don't know Terminator, Terminator 2, Two and like you know, but even then, Wrath of Khan. Like and, yeah, yeah, yeah. The first Terminator. Mm-hmm. And then Terminator 2. Terminator 2 improves on the first one. So which what the I, Avengers Age of Ultron, I think, improves I agree. on the Avengers. And not just that, on everything in the MCU. On every it, so now what I'm saying is after watching it with you this afternoon, I'm like, oh shit, you know what? This actually does, you were saying this. This does this lays so much groundwork for future stuff. Yeah. It's juggling so many different elements and characters and potential storylines. And it really it it's it's kind of the last time. The Avengers are the Avengers. Like and, the and they OG win. Yeah. Yeah. Avengers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I look at it now as like what it does for the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the entire franchise, including now WandaVision, which we can talk about because like we've now we're living in a world where we've seen all of WandaVision. Mm-hmm. So then rewatching this, it's almost like there's too little of Wanda Maximoff. We should get more of her in this film. But it is interesting seeing Vision and Wanda's first meeting and stuff, yep. even though they don't exchange words, mm-hmm. which is maybe weird. Weird. Uh, maybe, maybe. But I mean, we we, you're not wrong. But like, do you remember when uh in WandaVision they showed us that scene where like they go back to Avengers compound or whatever, and Wanda's there and she's mm-hmm. telling us about the flashback. She's like, first time I'm in another country, my brother had just died, and then here comes the Vision, and we're watching a sitcom together. I feel like that's really has now turned into the almost their first dialogue exchange. And it's really lovely. It's really nice. He says that great line about they grief. All live there together. Yeah, now. correct. So they're about to go from you know, she she witnesses him being created and born. He sees her for the first time silently. He goes and figures out what he is. Saves her later. Saves her, of course, as well as together they, they all exchanged words then. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. I guess we're not going to see that. What do you mean maybe? Maybe not. So fly away yeah. in silence both of them. Land yeah, in maybe. silence, set her down in silence. Oh, I see. And then they all got on the Quinjet and rode home. And and so she was like, thank you for saving me. And he was probably like, of course. Like I, something, I don't know. I was born yesterday. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> it was a good line one time. Stop. Stop. That's way too, you've said it too Dr. many times. Dr. Banner, did you know that I was born yesterday? <laughs> He's not even there. He left in the ship to go to Thor Ragnarok space. Um, so all I'm saying is that I see it, I think it, it, 
only works in the context of it's a sequel and it's a part of the larger. I can't look at these some of these movies individually. But also, I can't. that's just that's just the nature of that's the beast. It. That's it. So go back to your overall thoughts. You were looking at that. You were you were saying you think it's overall better and than the first film. It's more. It's a satisfying sequel. What else? Hit me with your it overall says thoughts. It's reuniting a predecessor's unwieldy cast. Mm-hmm. A lot of shirts. A lot of like, big personalities in these characters. Yeah. You know, um, and some of them I think get the short end of the stick more than others. Thor, especially. Uh, you know, this is this is this can be viewed as Tony's movie. It can be viewed as Bruce's movie. A little bit of yeah, but uh, like Black Widow's movie. movies have been around for a while. Mm-hmm. It's not like they're. Mm-hmm. Especially after the first Avengers, mm-hmm. even though apparently this ruined Joss Whedon making this one. I don't know. I mean, uh, the stories are that, and it's and I'm not about to jump in and like try to. You know what I'm talking. Correct. About, I'm not about to try to like or, like defend his creative choices or anything because I'm just like I don't want to. I'm not trying to do that. No. But this the the very popular story is that um, the studio or whoever. Maybe it's Disney. Maybe it was Marvel Studios themselves wanted to cut or trim down like the farm scene, and that's something he fought for. You know, uh, that little that little breath in the middle. So I don't know. I don't know. It's it's tough for me to. I even only. I don't know. Maybe mostly like that part. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I was I know when we were watching just now, I was saying the stuff when they're in Korea lasts way too long. When they're fighting Ultron yeah. on top of the truck, on top of the th- there's a Quinjet. Then we got to get the body. Then there's a bunch of fighting, and then Thor they, going to take a hot tub bath. And that's even like barely all he does in the film. Yeah. Um, but then he comes and and brings to life Vision, which was at like ninety seven percent ready to go, and then he comes in like charges mm-hmm. it, and then it gets overcharged, and then so he's the he's the child of a bunch of different uh, components. Energies. But anyway, um, yeah. Apparently, after this, he was like. He's like, I'm. I don't want to do these big studio movies anymore because it's a bunch of work. I get it. You're f- flying around the world and stuff, and sure, that stuff's cool, and it's a bunch of work. And maybe you have an idea for how you want these things to turn out, and oftentimes they don't turn out that way because of a bunch of different reasons and political reasons, and and that sucks. And now I'm kind of talking about the Justice League movie as well, which is a bummer. And then on top of all of that. You know, well, I guess let's just get into it now. Like we know, we've he's talked about fuck. it before. He's an abusive person in yeah. varying degrees mm-hmm. on a set and in life and stuff. And that's such a huge bummer. It is so disappointing, and it does affect how you view seeing it. Seeing this movie, yeah, of course, absolutely. Like this movie is tarnished for me mm-hmm. just because there's moments that i'm like oh joss whedon that's gross there are moments like, that that yeah yeah Bruce banner flying over the bar and landing with his face and in boobies yeah, yeah. it's what dumb the fuck? it's dumb and it's and it's uh you know i think that joss whedon is a pretty smart guy but his stuff is not the most difficult to decipher and people for years have been like anytime he has one of these big projects they can point to a character and be like, that's the Joss Whedon character, meaning mm-hmm. that's the surrogate. That's the guy, the man, male character, who like he's kind of putting himself in and and voicing whatever he's going to voice and and whatever he wants the story to be. And oftentimes that character ends up with a very beautiful woman. And, you know, so and you, you, you can't not notice that stuff when you are an adult and you're aware of the behind the scenes stuff. And not only that, but the but the way that the movie sidelines or depicts some of the 
characters of color, some of the brown characters, black characters, you know, and that's a criticism that's also kind of been a part of the whole Joss Whedon, like, career, I guess, and I don't think that it's unfair. I think it's fair. I think it's like, now the stuff that's coming to light with Cyborg in Justice League is um, really disappointing. Yeah. But I also try to recall where all of that stuff originally came from. I just have a weird little cyborg thing on the side. I just have a weird, but the character of cyborg, mm-hmm. I don't like that he was promoted to the justice league and that the, 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 that the way that they describe it is that he was promoted to the justice. I don't like that. I, I love and know cyborg as a teen well, Titans so we character. Didn't get him as a teen Titans character first. Exactly. And, and what I'm saying, you know why they did that in the comics, they did it in the comics in 2011 in the new 52 when they rebooted everything because they were going to do the justice league again from scratch and the powers that be, including Jeff Johns, who we are also hearing is is not is great, not great and, and has done really like, has basically kind of been a part of what I'm describing right really? now. Where it's, you know, it's either he's fostering an environment that's helping this stuff. That's what mm-hmm. the, the, the accusations are against uh, Jeff Johns. But also people have, have, have had kinds of criticisms about his work as well for yeah. years. Jeff Johns is a guy who, he might not be aware Maybe he is aware. I've heard a bunch of stuff and rumors and different things, but like, if there's a character like Jon Stewart who is black and the Green Lantern in a cartoon show and who adds to the DC universe in that like, they don't have as many black characters Mm -hmm. as they have white characters. And what a prominent, what a major Green Lantern, like the Green Lantern, that's a big deal. That's who that character was in the Justice League cartoon show. And Jeff Johns and a lot of other folks that, kind of came up in his in his age group and era or whatever, they like the Hal Jordan being the of Green course, Lantern. Yeah. And so Jeff was put in a position where he brought back to life, re-resurrected the character of Hal Jordan. All that did was just push Jon Stewart to the side, to the background. And to the, made a bad movie. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> but then you cut to 2011 and they're starting everything over from scratch. And I think that their thinking, Jon's included, was that we're going to do the Justice League again, you know, from from the very, very beginning. We're going to tell the story. Who? What's the lineup going to be? Well, we're going to have Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. Obviously. We've got, to have, we've got to have Aquaman in there. Obviously. And and again, in the comic book world, they weren't thinking like, let's diversify the, let's make Bruce Wayne black now. Let's yeah, make, you they, know. Of course. They're like, they, they well, we've got the four white characters. Right. Now how to. A Flash, also white, because yep. it's Barry Allen. Oh, yeah. They, they couldn't skip around or anything. Um, and then they were like Green Lantern. It's got to be Hal Jordan because Barry and Hal—they're the guys first. And eventually, we'll get to—we'll get to John. We'll get to—we'll get to everybody else. We'll get to everybody else. And then because there's no because all those characters I just listed are basically white, effectively white, drawn as white. Yes. Even if they're Kryptonian, Amazon drawn as Atlantean. That's the way to that's it. Put it. Then you have five, no, six characters that are all white characters. Mm-hmm. Five of them male, and then. Their solution was like, oh, well, then let's just bring in a new, let's just bring in another like prominent black character. Okay, who do we have that's not a a pastiche or a riff on a pre-existing character? Meaning, for example, the first Avengers movie, and there's no reason it shouldn't have, did not have War Machine as part of the lineup. Yeah. I'm not saying that there's a reason that they shouldn't have. They could have absolutely done that. They could have done mm-hmm. that. But War Machine is a riff. Or even like, he didn't have to be a part of the lineup. Like I wouldn't Just even there. say he's a part of the lineup in this. Not until the he end. He shows up till the end. He's the not... end, they show the new team, the, the basically the new Avengers. But that's includes... not even, that lineup gets ignored later on. So it's it barely does. even a lineup. 
It kind of does. But you know what I'm saying? How War Machine is, is in the Iron Man world. So he's like Iron Man 2.0. Yes. Falcon is original, but he's in the Cap world. Uh, you know, in the DC world, Steel is like Superman 2.0. Like he's a Superman mm-hmm. pastiche, a riff off of that. And so is the John Stewart Green Lantern. So they're like, we can't have two Green Lanterns. And, uh, and if you can't. look at our catalog, we have zero like original black characters. <laughs> right. There's so few that they were like, we're not going to put Black Lightning on there. We're not going to put... like they, have, uh, they had some to use, but they had so few that they and went... And none of them were closely enough associated with Justice yes. League. That it would have been but, like, uh, oh, and a guy from space or whatever. Like it's, even though Green Lantern operates in space, the point is they landed on Cyborg because he's maybe their next most popular, again, because of a cartoon show, mm-hmm. original black character. Original. Cyborg is not picking up the mantle from another white character that's like, I was the Cyborg in the 50s, and now it's yeah. you, kid, Victor I'm Stone. I'm over this eyeball. So that has always bothered me because it's like, why not just do a Justice League story where it's Jon Stewart to begin with? Who can't, like, just do that. Mm-hmm. And Hal can still be Hal. He's around, but, like, you know, have have that lineup be the lineup. And have... It's... it's okay, it's just the example is Ant-Man. Yeah. Yeah. Where... They cut right to Scott. You have fucking both of them in it, too. You still got yeah. Hank. And that they're... But it's just old. In terms of, like, a demographic, Scott Lang and Hank Pym are both still white guys. True. But well, at least... you know what I mean, like, in totally. the way that... The storytelling. It, it's like, what does Scott bring to the table? Oh, he's yeah. the divorced dad. He has a kid. He has... He came from prison. So he would maybe have some brown friends. It stands to reason. Mm-hmm. Here's, here's <laughs> you know, here's some brown people he knows. Because it's like Hank Pym, Michael Douglas, being a famous scientist in the world and of... a stuffy white dude living in his yeah. Victorian so, mansion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably doesn't know a lot of brown yeah. dudes. But then... And Ant-Man and the Wasp, it's like, oh, you knew Lawrence Fishburne. That's cool. Like, you know, they can they can explore that stuff later. Anyway, all of this to say the work that Joss Whedon has been a part of, people are looking at it. They're criticizing it. I think fairly. I think just being aware. The stuff you're saying. It's you watch, hard to watch this now. You watch the movie. Without thinking, oh, Joss Whedon wrote this. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, oh, this is fine to show a kid. But if you do have like kids if i were to have a hypothetical child i would show them all the mcu but then there would be a point where they're like maybe like you know 13 14 15 i don't know what the appropriate age is where if we're watching one of these i'd be like okay cool 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 now i got to tell you about some of the behind the scenes stuff you should know about this you should know stuff and also just like even the context of some of the scenes absolutely like where i can't have kids I can't either. I know. Let's talk about that scene. Okay. It's a huge, it was a big deal when it came out, and it still is. People still talk about it as being very frustrated with it, especially fairly uh, female, Even female up audiences. Even to this point, Black Widow squandered. Yeah. All these movies. Yeah. Yeah. Especially since she is supposed to be the one female Avenger. I know. It's, it's unfortunate. Yeah. It's really a bummer because, again, there's no reason they couldn't have fast-tracked other certain things and had like Captain Marvel be a part of the this world earlier. There's no reason they couldn't have and had... And it's so obviously all uh, covering their asses at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I, I don't know if that's pessimistic, but Captain Marvel existing now, may I feel like, is almost only... To make up for... Make up I mean, for lost time. I think so, too, and I think... And even the scene in like in game where they're all standing oh, together. Oh, totally. And I think, uh, I don't think it's pessimistic, but I also think, and I want to talk about that for a second, and then we'll, so we got a couple pins. We have the, we have to talk about that, uh, that sterilization scene. And we've also talked about how the early MCU directors yeah. 
have John Favreau, Joss Whedon, the Kenneth Branaghs, you know, uh, Louis Letirier, white guy, but French, but still part of the kind of not, I don't know. France isn't great. Joe Johnston. <laughs> France is even bad. Uh, <laughs> these, these U.S. is bad. Yes. But yeah. France these, is also bad. These cats that built this, this franchise and the, and the people like a John Favreau, it's like, mm-hmm. like you were saying, you've, you've just been excited at the new potential directors and writers and people that are coming in like new, 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 and get new perspectives. Your Taika Waititi's, your Ryan Coogler's. And people get mad about that. It's no. like, well, they're making this person, they're taking all the heart out of their art or whatever. What do you mean? Like someone will say, uh, Oh, if a popular or like or, an indie director sure. goes and does this, like, sure. uh, Chloe Zhao is about to do yeah, the Eternals. Eternals. I mean, she just did Nomadland. For and sure. For sure. The writer. People think, Oh, they're selling out or they're, yeah. t- you know, taking the heart. I disagree. Apparent. Look, I don't know what it's like to direct an MCU I think movie. It makes it. I agree. It can only make it better. And I think that with whatever opportunities or responsibilities your classic lineup of white guy directors are afforded, I think that that should be open to everybody. Mm-hmm. And if they, if a new director, a Ryan Coogler, say, or a Chloe Zhao, or or um, Nia DaCosta is doing yeah. Captain Marvel two, mm-hmm. if she's finding like struggles and like. I hope that they're the same, no different than what those other white guy directors also dealt with with making these movies. I realize that yeah, might not be. I want be, it to all be it's awesome, strictly uh, technical. <laughs> totally, totally. Like, oh, I've never done a movie at this scale. Exactly. Not like, oh, we don't want your story to say that. I hope it's not that. I want it to look the same way that Taika's set looked. Yeah. To where everybody was just like, yeah, having fun the entire yeah, time. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I've never done anything of this scale. Yeah. But. As far as I know. The some of my favorite MCU directors, and that even includes guys like James Gunn. James Gunn again, well, standby white guy director, but like I like standby his white stuff. guy director, but he's not like he changed up the oh big time, huge tone. I mean, we talked of about that. MCU. Yeah, we talked about that when we rewatched the first Guardians. But like, mm-hmm. as far as I know, a lot of those my sort of favorite directors in this franchise have just talked about very like nice experiences overall. Like they, yeah. you know, that they've liked working with the studio and that they were given creative Other freedom. Than and like, you know, blah, blah, blah. Wright. For sure. And, uh, which ended up not being, which ended up like he didn't direct the movie, which yeah. is a bummer, but it's like, apparently Peyton Reed's been having a great time because he did two Ant-Mans and, you know, mm-hmm. and John Watts did two Spideys, three Spideys, and he's going to do Fantastic Four. Like, it seems to be that they're, that they're doing well. Yeah. And I, you know, Taika came back to do a fourth Thor bringing back Natalie Portman, like, is that the kind of stuff that the Marvel Studios was always going to do? Or is that the kind of stuff that only happened because of Taika Waititi who came in and told his story and everybody had such an awesome experience that Hemsworth and like whoever had the, the I don't power, think, I don't, they were like, let's do it again. It's because of a cultural shift. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also. That fans but are demanding that kind of stuff. Right. Even maybe even Taika's being brought on. Yeah, I agree. Humphrey the Wilder people was probably what got him it, you think? Uh, no, apparently it was Boy. That makes me so happy. Appar- yeah, apparently it was like they. It was like Boy, and I'm. I think um, what we do in the shadows had come out. Okay. But then, but then, uh, like Hunt for the Wilder people, he kept saying like, "Oh, I'm just working on this movie, you know, this okay. little movie." Mm-hmm. And then after they had already hired him and they were working with him. They went and saw Hunt for the Wilder People because it was like coming out, and the people at Marvel Studios were like, "This is amazing!" Like they were just so stoked on their yeah. on their pick, you uh-huh. know. Um, so I was I, f- I forgot what my what my uh, 
what I wanted to talk about was for a second, but we can kind of go back to the to the sterilization. There was something else I wanted to mention, and I'm totally blanking on it. I feel like we pretty much covered it. Just yeah. the, the directors, the the incoming, the oncoming directors is what I'm really excited about. Anyway, maybe it'll come to me. So let's talk about that sterilization scene. Uh, so weird. Mm. And I'm not... I can see what... I can see a version of it working maybe but i don't think that the version of it work that works is worth risking it not working and it didn't i don't think it it doesn't work nothing we've seen earns that scene between the two of them yeah yeah like yeah i don't know it's tough the it's, lullaby thing mm-hmm. they don't explain that either no i know that's just short that's supposed to too. work and that works how Right. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, uh, just just to just to dive in. Bruce Banner Hulk, Natasha Romanoff Black Widow. The relationship in this movie or hinted at. I mean, they kiss once. Uh, Natasha And as you said before, how, Bruce Banner is Joss Whedon's surrogate in this film. That's a problem. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't want to when people were were fans were criticizing that story element when the film came out and they were like, Oh, black widow was reduced to being Hulk's girlfriend. I totally understand that reading of it. Cause that's cause I get it. Well, almost anytime we get anything with just black widow, it's her talking about talking to Bruce about how much they love each other. True. Or like, that's all there is true. But when that criticism came out, Mark Ruffalo, which I really appreciated, he goes, Oh no, no. I saw it as Bruce Banner being black widow's boyfriend. I get that, man. I get it, and I am. I want to, you know, be behind it. I'm like, yeah, that's that's a great way to look at it. However, unfortunately, maybe not this, even that <laughs> in this sort of male dominated. I know, I know, and you're right. And it's and again, it's. I don't want. Okay, the Captain Marvel movie didn't have a romance for Carol Danvers, like yeah. a like a male female romance. Mm-hmm. Wonder Woman 1984 did, and yes. I don't think it helped the movie in any way. And it's unfortunate because the first movie it's also it worked weird. Yes, that's a whole nother. But do you see what I'm saying? It's it's a whole it's a comic book shenanigans like heteronormative relationship, and it's unfortunate that in in one of the only female led things, it's um sorry, there's a lot going on. Is there cats fighting? What's cats. happening? They got yeah. some. I don't know what's going on. They're sprinting around. Okay, whatever. Anyway, let's talk about why it doesn't work in Wonder Woman 1984. Why it's not in Captain Marvel but why it would work in something like, let's look at other superhero movies. Is there stories where you think that a male-female relationship, love relationship works, and why? Which ones and why? Uh, I even feel weird about Tony Stark Pepper. Because there's a power dynamic? The working relationship I think by, to the beginning. I think by now they've worked at making it an equal. Yeah. You know, Now that she's, yeah. she's the CEO. She runs everything. Right, right. But it, I could see that. Uh, Peggy, but I'm trying to Peggy think. Carter, Steve, how do you feel about it? That's maybe my favorite one. Me, maybe, maybe me too. Maybe me too. Because Peggy's a badass the entire time. Yes. And she didn't take shit from anybody. And she had a higher status than Steve. And then he became Captain America. And he, she still kind and of had a higher. And she's still his boss. Right. She, still, she was still in the army and he ended up being the USO. Yeah. You know, she was the one that kind of, you know. And she would still be his boss if she was still in it. Yeah. And I think it's also okay because she ends up getting a TV show. Two seasons. You know, she, she, she ended up getting like, like she got all that before Black Widow got a solo, Mm -hmm. whatever. Let's keep going through the MCU. Thor, Natalie Portman. 
uh, I don't love it. Yeah, but it, is it okay? What do you mean? Is it okay? Is there any inappropriateness in it? I feel like no. I feel like it's 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 the only inappropriateness is <laughs> like the damsel in distress. A little bit nonsense. All of that nonsense is that's a great word for it, nonsense. And it is throughout this movie, and even Black Widow ends up getting captured, and Hulk has to go Which save is her. like I said it while we were watching this. Black Widow mm-hmm. and Hawkeye okay. are probably the most skilled hand to hand. Yeah. combat yeah except for maybe thor who's been alive for hundreds of years yeah but thor fighting wars but thor doesn't fight hand-to-hand with human beings he fights exactly. hammer to god like it, he is a different you know he's it's fighting a different in a, kind in a of different fighting, world yeah. steve rogers is also a great combatant but I, I i said that you said that after hawkeye threw cap shield to cap i yeah, was like he, "Ooh, that's cool i you're like i bet he'd be very effective with yeah. that is what you said because <laughs> he has perfect aim because he has perfect aim so yeah. you were saying of all the characters to get captured or to turn into damsels. It's like... <sighs> Especially since in the first one, it establishes her. She didn't get caught unless she wanted to get caught. That's true. That's true. So why did she... And then I also know if somebody's listening to this right now and they wanted to bring this up, I heard, I don't know if this is true or what effect it had on the story, that like Scarlett Johansson was pregnant when she was filming a part of this movie so that mm-hmm. there is a possibility that she was written out of something so that she could be captured by Ultron so that you know she was pregnant or giving birth or showing i don't know what the deal is but still it's just uh it's just a little unfortunate right around something better still go to um (laughs) we're now in star lord gamora not my favorite but it's also kind of turned a little bit okay it's gotten better because because these movies because years pass between when we see them so you Mm -hmm. kind of just assume you're like okay they become this little but we can't think of them all as a whole movie what's that we can't make the mistake of thinking of them all as a whole movie Thinking them all like of all the, both Guardians movies or every appearance sure. of the Guardians characters. That's true. As That's one true. Story. It's true. It's just little glimpses into yeah. their ongoing story. And so when we meet them in like Infinity War and they're a couple because they're sort of this, you know, all of them there, the family union, Rocket, Drax, mm-hmm. Mantis, Gamora. I feel like Groot. I feel like it's a little OK the way that they are with each other versus had they gotten together immediately in the first Guardians of the Galaxy, I would have been like, that's gross. They don't do that. No, they don't. Yeah, and I think which even I by think is great. The second one, there's a little bit of romance and she's like, no, Peter, like a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, which I also think, I think it's great also. Um, okay, so then we keep going. Ant-Man, Scott, and Hope, Evangeline Lilly. Uh, it's a little cliche. A little bit, but it's okay, mostly. It's fine. A little standoffish, but it's, oh, you know, it's okay. It's not the it's not, it's the, not the greatest, but it, thing. when you get to Ant Man and the Wasp, it's a lot of fun. Yes, uh, Steve Rogers and Sharon Carter. Uh, no. <laughs> okay, here's an important one: Bucky and Falcon. No. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Bucky nope. and Steve, very romantic. If we keep going, I'm tracking all the movies in my head right now. Uh, Doctor Strange and Christine Palmer, Rachel McAdams. Nope. I mean, it's it ends up not working out. But well, think, yeah, but also they don't do a good job with it in the movie. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna be curious about rewatching that. But I'm like, be so mad that first twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> They're already broken up first twenty minutes, and it's this yeah. work, you know. So it's a, it's a weird, interesting dynamic. But I don't think the movie's trying to it's tell a us squandering of Rachel McAdams is what it is. Yes, but in terms of like their love, the movie's not trying to tell us like, oh, what a love lost. I think it's just like they're here. They were a thing. Mm-hmm. There was something, not anymore, and still. Then we keep going. We get to uh, Spider-Man, and then in the first film, Liz Allen, and in the second that's film, just MJ. A little high school, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then him and MJ, I love. 
I think it's it's great. a great dynamic. I think it's so great. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, then we skip to we had we had Thor Ragnarok. What's happening in Thor Ragnarok? Uh, there isn't really one. No, there's a little flirt between Thor and Valkyrie. But that's not even that's but just like, them fucking with each other. Exactly, I think. exactly. Well, and, definitely Valkyrie fucking with Thor. Yeah, and the reading can so be that Valkyrie's gay. It's a hundred percent in the subtext. Maybe even Hella. Maybe it's it's a pretty gay movie. It's pretty for for not having any gay characters, <laughs> which is a problem. <laughs> it is. It is. Then we get to uh, Black Panther, T'Challa, an out gay character in, in in the movies. No, no, okay, not yet. In the in the MCU TV shows and various projects, yes, yes. okay. Um, but they're come yeah, on. yeah. I know. How many fucking movies? I know. Are we in? Etern- Four movies? Eternals is going to be the one that's supposed to deliver yeah. it. Okay. Or also, if you don't count like the guy who was in the support group, you know, in Endgame, I don't count like, the Russo brothers acting in their own movie. It is also cynical and unfortunate, but anytime you do a moment like that, they can very easily be dubbed out or even cut out of an international release because certain territories yeah. like don't acknowledge the existence of gay people or whatever. That's not good. That's bad. No, you did it very. I know. It's so shady. Like I like seeing a kiss between two women in the third Star Wars movie. Like because listen, but it's a very it's a glimpse that can it be is, removed. It, I know, and that's the heartbreaking thing. But I'm not trying to take away like that is meaningful to people. Like I know people in real life who like. Of course, of course, but of course. Also, we need like, more. We need more. I don't so. Know. So I'm still going through all the relationships. Yeah, exactly. I'm going through all the relationships, which is fun. T'Challa and Nakia. That one's fun too. Pete and Yango. Really fun. Really fun. T'Challa. Yeah. (laughs) Did he freeze? (laughs) He froze. He froze. The Black Panther have like great women characters. um, They're amazing, man. Uh, Angela Bassett. It's all great. Um, Akuya could kick anyone's ass. Anyone's ass. Black Panther's ass. And then you have Avengers Infinity War and it's just revisiting everybody so there's no new things. Ant-Man and the Wasp you said was fun. Then we get to uh, Captain Marvel and there isn't one. Yes. And I think that it is good that there isn't one. Yeah. Because I think the important thing for that movie is to, to sell Carol as Captain Marvel. Right? To focus on that. The first Wonder Woman movie, again, with Steve Trevor, I liked it, and I think it works, and I don't know if there's, I don't know if there's a version of a Wonder Woman. And it's leaning on that old World War One charm. Yeah. The way that yeah. the first. Yep, Captain America. Which also maybe, but even then it does uh, Peggy Carter great. It does. And I think Steve Trevor is great in the first Wonder Woman. Like, there's there's no part of that movie that I think, oh, they're not utilizing Chris Pine. No, he's oh, he's, yeah. he's awesome. Like, he's Maybe great. too much yeah, in this yeah. movie. A little bit. A little bit. Um, but then, so, so yeah, Captain Marvel, I'm not messing it. I'm also... Like, first Wonder Woman movie, we don't need a love interest. Honestly. I mean, we don't. We don't. But I think that w- when you're looking at the comic book... Histories and the way that they want to do a time jump, mm-hmm. I guess. I th- I think I was really okay with Steve Trevor being dead, because I kind of did think like that's it. There's they're not going to do that with Wonder Woman, and going forward, she's going to yeah. be solo Wonder Woman. And then sure enough, they brought him back for the sequel in such a weird fucking way. In such way. a weird, creepy way. I hated it that they didn't address it enough. That they didn't. You we're just sitting there thinking no explanation. about, and it wasn't even super like romantic. And because I'll tell you what, at the end of the first Wonder Woman movie, she gets her like hearing blown out for a second or something so she can't hear and steve comes up to her and like gives her the watch mm-hmm. and he's like he already knows he's gonna go die he's like i wish we had more time diana i love you 
And then he leaves. And then when she's like thinking, what did he say? What did he say? And then like, and then it hits her. Yeah. Like he, it blows up and then she's thinking about it and she realizes what he, like that all works. That's great. Cut to wonder woman too. And she just like, he's just like, you have to let me go, Diana. And they kiss and he goes around a pillar. Okay. And she keeps running. And I'm like, what? That's all that happened. I don't get it. I don't understand how. All to go back to. I think Patty Jenkins just loves working with Chris Pine. Which because I Because there's that TV show that she yeah. did. That yeah, yeah, yeah. Your mom and Chelsea yeah. watched. <laughs> <laughs> My mom watched all of it. What was exactly. it? Into the Dark or something? Something it dark seemed, about the Black Dahlia. Good. It seemed interesting. Um, so now we go all the way back to. What did you expect from the director of Monster? I know. I want to rewatch that, man. I haven't seen it. Because you haven't. Ooh. Because I remember when it came out it's 20 years Narles ago. It's Barkley, right? I thought it was great. Yeah. And I had no idea that Patty Jenkins did that Mm -hmm. until after she got Wonder Woman. And I didn't know she didn't get any other movies, really. You know, that that's the way that that career went, which I was like, well, that's bullshit. Since she, so she got, that movie did so good. Yeah. So she got Wonder Woman. And I remember being like, oh, great. Wonder Woman's coming out. And then when I learned Patty Jenkins, the director of Monster, I went, oh my God, Mm -hmm. that's going to be amazing. And now Wonder Woman 84 made me go, that wasn't great. I want to rewatch Monster. I'm confused by it. It's a lot of cooks in the kitchen. Because I don't love Wonder Woman, the sure, first one. Sure, I like it. Yeah. It's watchable mm-hmm. and has some fun times. And some and some very impactful moments. Awesome moments. Some moments where you go, this is the movie. Mm-hmm. This is holding it together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I love that uh, violin part. So, which one? <laughs> or was it cello? The cello. Wonder Woman theme. Oh, da, da, da. yeah. So then we cut to, I want to bring you in on this, Keller. Black Widow and Hulk. This is not a romance that's part of comic book history. That's what I'm saying. The Steve Trevor thing, I that's get. That's why I say it feels forced yeah, to me. Yeah, I understand. It feels so wedged in there. I understand. I. It feels like they built so much of the movie around it. Yeah. And do you think they did it? I mean, we could, let's pick it apart. Why is it there? First of all, why do you think it's there? Uh, and it has to be more than just, oh, because Joss Whedon sees himself as Bruce Banner and wants to end up with some hot woman. It's, I, I, more don't, than that. I don't remember their moments in the first one mm-hmm. other than that initial first scene meeting. Uh huh. I do. I can run those by you real Which quick. Is, yeah, you told and, me about them, but I don't remember them. And really. it's also because I have a, a MCU tie-in comic mm-hmm. called Fury's Big Week. But also that, you can't include that. No, I know. But I, that, but I'm saying this is why I yeah. noticed it or mm-hmm. like was aware of it from the first film is because in this comic book, Nick Fury, it's revealed like he sends Black Widow to the school, the college from the first Hulk movie, The Incredible Hulk, Culver University, mm-hmm. to like go and get Banner because they tracked him there after he, you know, crossed the border illegally, whatever. He's in Culver University. So... The story goes that Black Widow is supposed to be present when she sees Hulk Hulk out and she like gets hurt by debris or there's like some chaos and she sees people running and so she got to see like the monster Mm -hmm. and it freaked her out, which is why in the first Avengers, Coulson's like, you got the big guy and she goes, you know, Stark doesn't trust me and he goes, oh no, no, I got Stark, you got the big guy and that's why she pauses. Yeah. Whereas in the movies, like she wasn't in the first Hulk movie, so why would she... She's probably seen footage. Right. That's the implication. Is it like, oh, she just is a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent who knows... About the big guy. About the Hulk. So she's like, oh, the Hulk. But the comic book is supposed to be like she had a, almost an interaction with him. You know, Even saw... Did get a little hurt, maybe. Yeah. It saw the damage, that, you know. So then when she goes to India, Calcutta, to recruit him, she's freaked, which is why she's on edge. And then Hulk's messing with her, you know, stop lying to me. And she pulls out the gun. I did that shot in 3D, by the way. Did you? When she's holding That's the gun. That's a good one. And then... 
later he hulks out when she when they both get trapped like isolated and she's mm-hmm. like you're gonna be okay you're gonna be okay and he's like she's like i swear on my life your life and he hulks out and like as hulk tries to kill her yeah like is running at her trying to kill her and then thor has to intervene so then at the end uh after that when banner shows up on the motorcycle that harry dean stanton gave him like <laughs> yeah he rolls up and he's like sorry about all that like he apologizes to nat so it's like there's supposed to be some there's supposed to be some they something that they went through that's outside of the the Avengers sure team. but also I don't even think Joss Whedon made that first one too mm-hmm. he didn't plant those seeds well enough then either I get you that's fair that's fair because and you're supposed could to have. buy it because time's passed no thanks I know and there was no Disney Plus shows back then to mm-hmm. fill in the there was mm-hmm. no like Hulk and Nat show that well, <laughs> fucking make a Black Widow movie or make a Hulk movie then. I know I know I know <laughs> And the thing that would have helped Don't just there, shoehorn it into this one. The thing that would have helped there is storytelling. The weakest thing about this whole movie. I agree. And I agree. That middle section. We're already like forty five minutes in and it's just been mostly the stuff that's that's wrong. That's wrong about the movie. Uh-huh. But don't get us wrong. Like Jimmy we, Spades perfect, fucking amazing. Perfect is, is He's Ultron. So good. And all the Ultron stuff I mostly like. And the Jarvis stuff. The Jarvis and Vision stuff is perfect. Yes. Vision Like is, even when they're both just uh you got your blue orb and mm-hmm. you got your orange orb and mm-hmm. they're just their voices Why talking. Is my, where's my it's so good This is weird. Where's my body. Where's my body? This is weird. Where's your body? I feel weird. And he's like, <laughs> if you could just shut down for a moment, I believe you'll Yeah. I don't believe you have I believe you're under distress. You good intentions. Mm-hmm. He's like, What do you call him, sir? And you're like, What the <laughs> Okay, but it is creepy. But to but wrap also up, because James Bader has amazing voice, a creepy, deep, an amazing voice. voice. So to wrap up the stuff that we think is hurts the film, I think it. I think you put it well, Keller. It might just be the Hulk, Black Widow stuff and that, everything surrounding it. Uh, some of the some of the length of some of the sequences, I think, are a little too long. Yes, mm-hmm. Scarlet mm-hmm. Witch. It wasn't Scarlet Witch yet. I know. She's just, just Wanda. Wanda Maximoff. She's just Wanda Maximoff. <laughs> she doesn't get enough either. I, I don't know. know if she gets... How many Handfuls. lines does she Handfuls. get? And, you know, look. You have debuts of three major Avengers Comics characters in this and one major villain. On top of that, six other main but characters. But even Pietro got more than she did. Oh, I disagree. I think she got more. She had the moment with Hawkeye. She had the... That's like the big... Yeah. She has a bigger moment, but I feel like he gets more like... Maybe because Lines? maybe because they're like she's sticking around and he's dying. That that may have been part of the plan, you but know. Still. But isn't it interesting after WandaVision that I can watch this and I go, "There's barely any Scarlet Witch in it. I want more in this movie," you know. And you do notice the WandaVision moments. Yes, you do. And I noticed that when Pietro was talking about their childhood, that when he said like Bum came in. Sitting there, it had her, one word on it, a, Stark. Apartment. But it says Stark Industries on it, so I think all of this is bullshit. But like, as he says that, where he was like, "It's defective. It didn't go off for two days." Like, Wanda's almost reacting. She's probably just re- like remembering the trauma, but, but it's reacting is just realizing. But there's that even she's the one who stopped it. Yeah, there's maybe even a moment of like, "Oh, should I tell him that I like reached out and did something or tried?" And that's what also kept it from from blowing up for for two mm-hmm. days, you know? Because remember. Stark tech is supposed to be good tech. <laughs> it's not a hammer roid. It's not a hammer drone. It's not like a you know a little mm-hmm. pfft, like the little ex-wife that doesn't you know blow up. It's it was supposed to be top of the line. So it's interesting that uh, in their Sokovian war that they're dealing with, a Stark bomb didn't There's go off. There's always going to be duds. Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. But um, 
but I, I do like that stuff. And I think that, that, uh, the vision stuff is strengthened by the show WandaVision and the Scarlet Witch stuff. I don't know if it's strengthened by WandaVision, but it just makes me want more. It really just makes me go, I want to see the rest of this, this yes. character throughout these movies. You know, she's got better moments in civil war. We get our Infinity first war. reference to Wakanda in this one. Yeah. Wakanda. We do. Yeah. Wakanda. And Andy Serkis. True. Amazing. So he steals cuttlefish. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> he's great. Disco lights. Yeah, he makes disco lights. That's right. He gets his arm cut off. That was awesome. I was really, Especially really happy to see. Especially since he knows he's going to get a claw. I was really. What's going on? It's just his okay. own phone. Um, yeah, he's going to get a fake hand, mm-hmm. which is fun. So again, it's, there is a lot of seed planting. A lot of seed planting. Think of, there's too of, much? No. Only the cave. Um. Even then, well, here's the other interesting thing. All the stuff to do with Thor, I think, is wildly different than what ended up happening in Thor Ragnarok because they changed plans. Yeah. I think Thor. I think their version of Thor Ragnarok or Thor 3 at this point was more serious. So of that's why course. you had Heimdall like, you killed us all. And it's like, what? And then the movie ends up being this wacky space. it's supposed you know? to be about the aftermath of Ragnarok or something? Or maybe they were going to try to pin it so that Thor was responsible for Ragnarok. He is. Know? Yeah, I guess so. It's it's interesting because it's all vague enough that it all still rings true. Like it can Barely. all still count as yeah, that is what happens. Because they don't all die. No, but the Avengers die, and the, as a concept, barely. Yeah. <laughs> and it only dies because like, well, half our team's gone, so let's regroup when we know yeah. what we're gonna yeah. do. And uh, and you pointed out at the end, Tony Stark's like, oh, you know, I saw what Barton did. He's off the team, but maybe I'll do what he did and build a family, a farm, for Pepper. And it's like. He does that. Yeah, he did that. After the end of the world, but he does that. I don't know that. much of a farm it is. It could just be a house on the lake. A little cabin. Yeah, a yeah. little house on the lake. I but Pepper, Pepper Potts was looking also, at farming, or like, what's new in composting? So she's doing some. Also, mm. uh, Robert Downey Jr. actually has a farm with llamas and shit. Really? Yeah. That's fun. Um, <laughs> He's on that Letterman interview show, and he takes Letterman <laughs> around his farm. Oh, that's great. That's really good. And uh, makes Dave Letterman shovel shit. Yeah, so Thor, though, does have the most... I'm glad he makes Letterman shovel some shit. Hopefully Good. he got some on his shoes. Um, I'm I'm very uh, happy that the Thor Ragnarok stuff still ended up coming true. But, like, yeah, you could tell when they were making this that Thor 3 was going to be more... It was going to be different than what it it's ended up being. be more, like, you know, Dark World. Yeah, exactly. Which is going to be an, an extension yeah. of that. Um, who's your favorite character in the movie? Uh, I know mine. That is tough. Yeah. I don't know. Who are you going between? It's not I, Thor. It's not Thor, but mm-hmm. I did love the one line where it's like, you're at the gates of hell are screaming or whatever. Oh, Actually, yeah. the whimpering. Whimpering. Is, uh, wounded. That yeah. was like, <laughs> it showed that yes. Hemsworth could do it. So funny. And the little moments at the party where he's like, I believe she's Nobel, your Nobel Prize. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's funny. Yeah. Let him be funny. Mm-hmm. Let him be funnier. Okay, so not, Thor's not your favorite. No. Iron Man. No. Okay. But he's good in this. Vision's my favorite. Vision. Yeah. I think me too. <laughs> I think I'm honestly. <laughs> Who are you going to say? Uh, Vision. Okay. But I might be between Vision or Ultron as my favorite character in this awesome, movie. Ultron's awesome, but yeah. Vision nudges him out for yeah, me. Yeah, he does. Let's go through all the characters, right? Tony Stark. He's good. Um, this is uh, him still dealing with his trauma. Yeah, for sure. I am, as a comic fan, and still am, a little bummed that Hank Pym had nothing to do with the creation of Ultron. I understand it. Yeah, me too. Just because Ant-Man's a hard sell. 
Mm-hmm. And Hank Pym hasn't been early. established. Imagine if if they introduced like Michael Douglas in like the first Avengers movie, or at least some, said something about know, Pym particles or something. Or Pym worked on this. Well, you know how in Endgame we went back in time and there was a young Pym at Shield. Yeah. Like just do that. Just make it so that he starts writing the Ultron, you know, directive or the mm-hmm. program, and then eventually Stark finds it, finds it, and extrapolates but it. But and that's he, why what ends up happening is pretty perfect workaround yeah like if you're not gonna do that i agree i agree it's just that it's one minor thing that was basically taken away from hank pym as a character because in the comic books his main things are like i was abusive to my wife one time and i created ultron yeah so so much of his character is like i try to make up for that um so you know but to give it to tony in the context again it's fine and they also skip him and go straight to scott yeah which right i understand as well uh steve rogers in the movie is he your favorite character? No. He has some he has some good moments, but just he's basically language. Yeah, he's basically just straightforward. I love that the first yeah. word spoken in this movie is shit. Mm-hmm. And the second one is language. <laughs> it is funny. You know, and he goes, it just came out. And then later That whole opening sequence is great too. Oh, yeah. In so fun. Just fighting Hydra. Mm-hmm. This There's movie, a couple of great superhero one shots. There is. This movie is the most Marvel Comics pure. Yeah. It is the Avengers at their best. It is them fully operating as a team. They Facing the, a save the world threat. They have the Avengers Tower. They, you know, everything. And at the end of this movie, the 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 things are shaken up a little bit. The members of the team go in different ways and stuff. And we have a new team. But like every other movie is is based around the big plot of the film. And this one starts and it's just standard Avengers fare, which I love. Got to do this. Got to do this. Yeah. Got to go here. That's cool. Maria Hill is working for Stark and she's there and... Dr. Helen Cho comes in and hopefully her son will be Hulk someday. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, then we meet the Bartons and all that stuff. Okay, so keep going down the line. Hulk, is he your favorite character in this movie? No, but mm-hmm. Mark Ruffalo's great. Amazing. Yes. Go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep. That whole fight <laughs> is really great. Yes, it is. And it's sad and cool and scary. Um, but does Africa need to be so yellow? No. No. <laughs> Especially, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I do not fucking get how this that keeps tint. happening. I know, the tint. We're even... As Iron Man flying over, like again, I'm saying Africa because we're not going to specify where in Africa we are. But didn't they say the country? Didn't they say blank African coast? It said no. It said what did it say? (laughs) Shipping yard, African African coast. coast. Come on, guys. We can do better. Yeah, but you're saying he's in the sky. It's especially since they're like establishing that Wakanda is a thing, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then we're going to go African coast. Mm -hmm, Exactly. And then Iron Man is flying over wherever we are in Africa mm-hmm. and it isn't, there's no yellow tint because we're in the sky, which is apparently blue and beautiful. Yeah. When you get so <laughs> high above a place, it, it no longer be, is Africa anymore. Apparently. Uh, yeah. And then he just zooms and down then and it's that down. yellow and tint. Everything goes yellow. At least like in Captain America Civil Breaking War. Breaking Bad went to Mexico. They go to Laos, Nigeria. So they're, they, so they, they do, you know, specify a little bit more in uh, the beginning of Civil War when they're fighting crossbones and stuff. You'll see. Well, yeah. You know, they they give you the the mm-hmm. the font of like the big you know oh just yeah like later that's when, when they started when Spidey you know we, we introduce him it's like Queens like that mm-hmm. kind of thing is really fun so okay so Hulk's not your favorite Black Widow is she your favorite she could have been if yeah. they had done it right by her yeah but they and didn't I, and I want to say the the acting bit where ScarJo does a great job yeah where she's got to set it yeah they sell it they don't earn it right where she has to deliver those lines and stuff I think that she does a great great job. And to go back to that sterilization thing, I think it was I think it was really unfortunately first of all, it shouldn't have been in the movie to begin with. Yeah. 
But if it was going to be in there, I think it should have been written to make it be like, this is what happened to me. I also can't or have, have it be a part of Black Widow, the movie. And or... maybe it will be. And maybe it will be elaborated on, either confirmed or they'll change it. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Because like, also, couldn't you imagine a scenario where the Black Widow program tells they these women? to them yeah. to tell so them that, that? Yeah. So it could still be. And that's mm-hmm. like a whole nother fucking thing. There's just a lot of story potential with Widow. She's a fascinating character. And her whole world is Jason Bourne, but even more comic booky and cool. Yeah. What I'm saying is that could have been rewritten to be like Banner going, I can't have kids. And whether he couldn't biologically or he couldn't because he didn't want to, because he didn't want to pass on the whole. They're radiated. (laughs) Have him be like, I can't have kids. Don't be with me. I'm a monster. My kids would glow. I can't have a family, so I'm a monstrous. She could have gone, I also can't physically have a family, and I kill people. I kill people. I'm a monster too. That thing wasn't emphasized enough. Do you no, see what I'm saying? No, it's almost like she can't have kids, Therefore, which makes she's her a, a monster. And, and and that reading is valid, and so many people were like, that sucks. Like, I hear the line mm-hmm. again, mm-hmm. and she does say both. Yes, she does. She's she's like, it's easier. Killing people, people, yeah, but makes then, it easier. I just wish that was emphasized more. I wish that she... I wished... <laughs> That the movie didn't Deter- uh, yeah. make people feel, make people who couldn't have kids. These are those two things yeah. that make me a monster. <laughs> no, no, no. But just like, here's a thing about me, mm-hmm. and I kill people, therefore, that's what makes me a yeah. monster. Like I said, I think that there is a version of that story that, um, to, and to go back to the Nat and, and Bruce, I also don't mind if Bruce Banner is given some kind of a love interest or, or storyline. Because that's interesting because it he is. can't. It is. It's interesting. And unfortunately, but Black also, Widow's the only woman on the... That's you know, the thing. That's, yeah. You can't do it then. So how, what if they had What if they had actually... Brought back Betty. Yeah. Liv Tyler was in the first Avengers, mm-hmm. and she's in the second one at the party. Like, what if that was a part of it? It could have been. Yep. Could have had more women, you know? Anyway. Um Anyway, okay, let's keep going through the characters. I feel they like... They all just get sidelined. Yeah. I just need to also know mm. what brought this up from the Avengers. I think because... Um, I think there's a bunch of different reasons, but I think it's not the worst story idea, like you just said, to have a possibility of a Hulk having some kind of a love interest or connection, some emotional connection. If the storytellers, and I'm mainly talking about Joss Whedon, but if everybody at Marvel Studios who are seeing this develop mm-hmm. looked at the pitch, what if Hulk had a, what if there was, like we try to make the audience feel for Hulk being or not being with somebody. That's not the worst idea in the world. I get it. I get it. So maybe they were trying to bring that to these films. And because we only have Hulk and Black Widow and Hawkeye in these movies and everybody else gets solo movies, they try to cram a bunch of stuff with those characters in these films. Well, here's Hawkeye's family. This is his, you're you know. just doing a disservice to every character, though. Right. I, I get it. I get it. And, and despite all of this, we still think Avengers Age of Ultron is better than the first Avengers. But also, I think that is the same issues. Like, yeah, Black Widow totally. isn't great in that one either. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's like, is the solution just they should have made more movies or TV shows back then? Yeah. But no, it's kind of impossible. That's not that. They should have been better written back then. <laughs> so do you think then that stuff should have been moved around and cut and edited and refocused to we make We already these... know you could cut a half hour from this movie. Yeah, probably. Probably. And if you're going to have that half hour, make it something that matters more. Yeah. And you know what else, too? Hulk left the team in the comics after one or two issues. Missions. Mis- yeah, like two missions and he's gone. And... They weren't going to do that here, but imagine how interesting it would have been as if the end of the first Avengers movie, he's like, I'm done. 
and he really wasn't in part two. What would that have well, I'm been? I'm glad to know where he goes after this. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. in Thor Ragnarok. Right. Uh-huh. Because, and because I love the joke they make about the stupid lullaby in there. Sun's <laughs> <laughs> getting real low. Sun's getting real yeah, low. Thor doing it. It's mm-hmm. great. It's great. So, I mean, I feel like it's a little bit of a, a, a rock and a hard place situation because they only have, because they, they weren't doing, they weren't committing to doing a solo Hulk movie because it's universal rights. And they weren't committing to doing a Black Widow solo movie or a Hawkeye solo, which, don't get me wrong, it's frustrating, but like with their slate. Don't cram it in. Right. So should should everything have just been a little bit lighter in terms of characterization for certain things and then they could go all in or focus on Vision, Ultron? It also felt like Joss Whedon was trying to be so operatic and Mm -hmm. melodramatic with this one. Very much. Uh, Yeah. Some of it I appreciate. Some of the... You know, for me, the operatic stuff is like, to me, the kind of stuff in Sokovia. Or even the cartoonishly evilness of Ultron while also still being terrifying. Yeah, and still being really funny. Yeah. You know, he's like, oh, good, because I wanted to tell you about my evil plan. Like those kinds of, you know, oh, that's, I'm nothing like him. Oh, oh, I think that's going to be okay when he cuts his arm Mm -hmm. off, like. You know, I think that's going to be okay. I think that's going to be okay. Ooh, ah, you know. <laughs> some of those, some of the Ultron lines are really, really funny. Or he's like, you know, with the benefit of hindsight, and then Hulk punches him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Hulk grabs him out of the ship, and he's like, oh, for God's sake. <laughs> and falls and to his... Falls to his death. So some of it is operatic, and I think I'm okay with the Ultron stuff being as it is. Oh, yeah. You know, him. because you, you, you asked me, you're like, does he believe in God? And I was like, maybe. Like, like Ultron's he mentions a, it multiple times. Multiple times, you know. He's very, you know, he said, what does he say? Like, like uh, from on high, I'll build my, whatever he's quoting, he's Something doing like about biblical God. verses yeah. and different stuff. Um, I think that this, the stuff in Sokovia works up until things start to like lift and then fall because then there's a lot of cheesy like, let's look at this family they're running and let's look at but i like like getting a tub i like that showing them saving people is fun is good it's yeah it is fun like yeah. uh and hulk just fucking tossing that woman up <laughs> and then thor. landing with that car and yeah. then they're throwing up inside yeah of it. thor saving the, the 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 car a guy gets out and he's like yeah. you know that's that's re- yeah like steve rogers throwing the guy up that kind of stuff is okay funny, so but we're, also- st- we're still going through all the characters hawkeye's not your favorite but Hawkeye has his best Hawkeye moment in the entire franchise yeah. in this. And it was Which improvised. Is? When he aims like he's about to kill Pietro. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I could do it. No one would know. <laughs> and, uh, and he keeps going. He's like, oh, you missed that guy. I miss him already. I do. I'm yeah, yeah, a yeah. good kid. Whatever he was saying. <laughs> <laughs> that was really funny. That was good. See, yeah, none of those characters are my favorite because it always goes back to Vision. Yeah, Vision's so cool in this. It was convoluted to create him, but... And you were like, do you buy it? Do you buy that Tony Stark could convince Bruce Banner to do it again, to put another AI in another robot body again? I buy that he could do it. I didn't mm-hmm. buy that. Okay. Okay. Because it's a little too quick. It was a little way quick too and dirty. quick. He was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like he just, Bruce Banner laid out magnificent reasons why not to. And then Tony's like, but we have to. He and was afraid if we of him. did, it'd be different. Yeah. And it's like. And then the next scene, Steve Rogers comes in. He's like, I'm only going to say this once. And then Stark's like, how about nunce? But then immediately Banner's like, we're doing good. You don't know what we're doing. Yeah. It's like, okay. What do you know? Uh, But he's born. The music is cool. Mm -hmm. He flies to the window. Like Thor Thor brings him to life. Yeah, Thor brings him to life, finishes that. But it's Jarvis. It's whatever 
Tony and Bruce were doing. It's, it's that Ultron body. It's vibranium. Uh, yeah, the vibranium body. It's Thor's hammer. It's all like five of those elements or whatever, you know, birthing this character. And then pretty much every line he says to the end of the film is like, the way that writers write for Vision is so, it like brings out the best in them. Do you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I feel like they... What do computers talk like? Yeah, and and even with WandaVision, you know, Jack Schaefer and everybody who worked on that, it feels like they're they're like, I got to write for Paul Bettany in his voice. You know, got to give him some great, poignant, mm-hmm. metaphysical lines and stuff. It's just awesome. It's also hard to do. Yeah, it is. But I appreciate the effort for his character, at least, even if all the other characters may suffer. I don't care. Yes. <laughs> Which usually ends up happening, you know, in Captain America Civil War. I have an equation. Oh, great. He's got an Good equation. Lord. This is, you know... You know, uh, our mere presence invites, uh, invites challenge. All of that shit is so good. Mm-hmm. So good. Did you see what Ify posted? Uh, which one? If you posted like the vision wearing the turtle, the turtle neck and with, the, yeah. with the little yeah, chain. He posted a few of them. It was so good. My favorite one. The, I'm read it. Or me and Wanda ain't together no more. Uh, yeah, that was good. But I told him, I was like, I read this in Paul Bettany's voice and it's so damn funny. <laughs> But he said, I'm going to find it. Well, Wanda is my child's mother. We be conversing, but we haven't initiated dating protocols or anything like that. What is good? <laughs> what is good? Uh, it was born yesterday. Yeah. You're drinking on the weekend while I run hustling protocols. I'm figuratively and literally built different. <laughs> it's just funny, man. It's really great. Okay. We're coming to the end. Our favorite character is Vision. I think the memes have maybe been the best part of WandaVision, <laughs> WandaVision? for me. Yeah. Pretty great memes. <laughs> Pretty good memes, yeah. What is love? What is grief but love persevering? Everybody that messing one, with that. Great meme. Yeah. Uh, the winking Agatha is pretty great. Yeah. And and then before that, it was Agatha all along, where they have her, where she's like, and I killed Sparky too. They've had, had yeah, her say yeah. like, and I wrote Game of Thrones season eight too. Like whatever, <laughs> you know, thing. People I missed wanna, that one, I think. Yeah, yeah. People want to blame her for that. That's a good one. Okay, we've come to the end. I don't know if I want to do it on this episode. Should I pull up my ranking and we figure it out? Just tell me where it is. Do you want to? You I don't know, know where it is. I don't know. You can if you want to. Okay. What else are we doing? I know, right? Okay, let me pull it up. Let me pull it up. Let me pull it up. Hurry. Let me pull it up. Let me pull it up. Keller, anything else you want to say about Avengers Age of Ultron? Why this over the original? Just one more sort of rundown of why uh, you prefer it. I like Ultron better than Loki. Yes. Um, not Loki as a whole, but Loki in that first Avengers movie. He yes. Gave it to Ultron. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. I like that we're not going through the growing pains of building the team. Do yes. will they, won't they? Mm-hmm. I'm through all that. Mm-hmm. I don't want that anymore. It's kind of frustrating to watch now. One thing that did bring this down a full letter grade, mm. but then it came right back up. <laughs> There's a fucking helicarrier. But <laughs> there was also a portal. So, <laughs> what was a portal? When uh, Tony Stark hallucinates. Oh yeah, he sees all the he sees the Leviathan whales coming through the portal. Mm-hmm. So right now I've got Age of Ultron here. Oh shit, it's already five starred, bro. Bro, we're ready to move this bad boy. You got Captain Marvel five stars too, though. <laughs> You're way too nice to some of these movies. I'm sorry, Doctor Strange is not five star movie. <laughs> that whole. <laughs> It's whole exposition knocks it down a start. If your is first it, 20 minutes, you just want to... I think I'm I putting hope it, this guy dies in a car wreck. I think I'm putting it here. It moved up significantly. Yes, because yes. now this... Because this is my top... That's a jorp. This is my top eight. 
Okay. This is my MySpace top eight so far. And mm. this is all in flux because I only solidified after each week. I know I didn't know you back then, but I like yeah. to think that I would have been in your MySpace top eight. <laughs> yeah, you would have. Okay, good. Yeah, you would have. So this is what I got so far. Bing, boom, pong. This is the highest ranked one that we've seen so far is the first Guardians. Yeah. I mean, I still got to put it up there. Mm-hmm. Then we have boom, boom, Winter Soldier. I like Ultron more than Winter Soldier. Okay. Okay. I, I think. I think I'm going Winter Soldier. I love Steve in that movie. Then I'm going WandaVision, then Avengers Age of Ultron, then the Avengers. Wow. And I would put Iron Man over the Avengers. Okay. Okay. I think... Uh, uh, no, I can't do it. Just I would because put Iron Man and Guardians Two over the Avengers. Yeah, I know, but I can't just because I you're just gonna like watch the, uh, all the characters. Guardians Two again though, and you're gonna put it over the Avengers. I know because it's damn good. Yeah, <laughs> and also that's its own team already. Mm-hmm. So it's got mm-hmm. all the characters. I know. Like I love like. that. I love all the characters and Curdy Russ. <sighs> I know it's fun. I'm his dad, you know. True. Mm-hmm. He claimed you. People don't know that. You adopted him. That's right. I illegally mm-hmm. adopted him in a five-minute interview. Mm-hmm. Um, last thing I want to say about Avengers Age of Ultron, it's worth a revisit. It is worth a revisit, especially in a post-WandaVision world. It helps. I don't know if it helps. It's just interesting. It's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it helps to be more interesting. It helps. Yeah. <laughs> I feel better now. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing that they'll still not be together, but... It me out of the place. They'll go through some stuff. They'll go mm-hmm. through some stuff. It just made me more excited about what's coming later. Yeah, it's true. Because as much as people say they got Marvel fatigue, I like the back half better. Yeah, that's very true. And... It's they'll they'll never be a better Marvel movie than the one that hasn't come out yet. That that anticipation, you know, the first time we're going to see a Some trailer. Some people, I understand. What do you mean? If someone has dabbled and only seen the shit. Oh, okay, I get you. Then what? I'm, but I'm talking about us right now. I'm talking about how when we see a tra- when we first see a trailer for Thor four, that's going to be the best Marvel movie that we haven't oh, seen. You know, of course, that potential also, is what I'm talking about. Even the first, when. Hearing that Taika was doing Thor Ragnarok, it yeah. was the best Marvel movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like when uh, just hearing uh, that the first trailer comes out for Black Panther 2, it's going to be it's going to be it's going to be mind blowing. Yeah. And whatever they could do with that story, and you Hype know, it's going to it's we're all going to cry because it's going to be for Chadwick Boseman. And mm-hmm. it's just like that the, those movies are better already than every Marvel thing that they've done. Yeah. And they haven't come out yet, so... And I can't even imagine what the next Avengers movie will be. I know. Dude, it could have... It could have Wanda Maximoff's kids in it. I don't know. Uh, Could be anything. They won't be in it. You don't think? No. I think we'll get the Young Avengers at some point, though. We'll get it eventually, but they won't be for a minute. The New Avengers movie is going to be like the New Avengers. It's going to be like Ant-Man, Wasp. We're going to get Photon, Ant-Man. Yeah. Do you like Photon or Spectrum more? Which is she going by? Uh, did they establish one? Uh, I thought they established a Photon. No, they did. No, her mother's nickname was Photon. Oh, okay. Her mother Maria in the past. Okay. So I don't know if she'll go by uh, that. Maybe. I like both. Actually, Maybe. I don't like Spectrum only because of the internet. Fuck you, AT and T. I was like, "What?" Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that makes Spectrum sense. Spectrum Internet. That makes sense, and maybe she'll be Photon. But then mm-hmm. also, it would be cool if she was like, she meets up with Carol. I wish she got more in that finale. Yeah, me too. We me too. Barely got to see what her powers are. Me too. And uh, and you know the the excuse they're going to give us is well she's figuring them out. True, because she has really complicated. Sure, but also 
all over the place powers. Mm-hmm. So it's just going to be exciting to know that in Captain Marvel 2, hopefully she's going to be like fully formed. Mm-hmm. She's going to be like shown up and like, I know how to do this, this, this. Oh man. And maybe she'll go by Captain Marvel also. Is that a thing? Yeah. She used to, she took the name Captain Marvel. What? She took it not knowing that Carol was, or not knowing that there was a Captain Marvel before her. She took it first. And so in the Carol comics. is in space and we got Captain Marvel on Earth. I would love that. Kind of like Kamala Khan. Green Lantern. Marvel. Yeah. Or like, you know, multiple Green Lanterns. Bringing it okay. all the way back yeah. to that John to Stewart, Hal Jordan Nova thing. Prime people. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's it for now. The next movie we're watching is Ant-Man. 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 Streaming mm-hmm. two places. Yes. If you are a character, you are welcome to stream it on USA. <laughs> and what if and I'm, it's also on Disney Plus. And if I'm a Muppet, I can watch it on if, Disney yeah, Plus. Yeah, okay, Kermit's got to watch it okay, on Disney great. Plus. <laughs> <laughs> so it's on like USA Network streaming, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And Which Disney means Plus. they probably took out some of it. You know how they, when they air it on TV, they'll oh, take you out think some. So? I bet they do it for those things, too. Maybe. So maybe just stick to Disney Plus if you yeah. have it. Or get a 3D Blu-ray like we're going to watch it. Yeah, because then you'll miss all the language and sex <sighs> mm-hmm. in Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. And it's a good 3D time. Oh, man. The it's language good, and sex yeah. is great in 3D. Yeah. How do you feel about Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom? That was a fun time. Not a great movie, but <laughs> good Lord, was it a fun time. Those dinosaurs look good. And it was sad. It was too sad. It was really but it, sad. But it looked really good. It did. Well, it was a fun time. And thank it's better. You. It's your second favorite Jurassic Park movie? Yeah, now it is. Mine too. But my third favorite Jurassic Park project, because the battle at you big, mean your second. big Rock okay, yeah. is is number two. True. True. <laughs> After the original movie. I Keller, hope they bring back Andre Holland. Just me too. Let him be in it. And now. his family, the mm-hmm. little girl with the crossbow. Yeah. Uh, Keller, if you could ask a question to anybody who just listened to us talk about Avengers Age of Ultron for an hour and 20 minutes, an hour, 15, 10 minutes, what question would you ask our patron listeners and then anybody just listening in general that they could reply with email us what do you want to know about their I asked you who your favorite MCU villain is ooh yes so that and I said so stick with that let's stick with that okay. I said Ultron's in the mix but it's probably Vulture I also love Killmonger because mm-hmm. you were like is it Thanos and I'm like no but I love the character of Thanos maybe my favorite might also be Hela yeah Hela's but that, awesome but that phase three run of like Boom, boom, boom. It was awesome. You yes. Know, Vulture, Hella. Just real heavy hitters. Yeah, Killmonger. It was like boom, boom, boom. You open with Jeff Bridges. That's a heavy hitter. Heavy hitter. Sure. Heavy hitter. But also, I don't know how much of Jeff Bridges I knew at that point. <laughs> I wasn't allowed to watch The Big Lebowski growing up. <laughs> I didn't watch Thunderfoot and whatever it's called. Thunderhead and Lightfoot or something? Yeah, Thunderhead. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that where they got the name for Lightning McQueen? No, probably Buzz Lightning. No year lightning doesn't matter uh pro- probably lightning McQueen. Good. he's steve a good McQueen. villain though. steve mcqueen he liked right. cars yeah he did that, that's a good villain though iron monger obadiah stain good villain also claw claws is so fucking fun yeah in this movie and black panther <laughs> yeah i love andy circus he's great he's so funny and you said his Indies. south african accent is apparently maybe, it's perfect apparently it's perfect apparently he nails it if we have any listeners in south africa yeah let us know how you feel yeah. about Andy Serkis's tell South us, African accent. Tell us, tell us. But namely, hit us back with your favorite MCU villain overall. It could even be Agatha Harkness. She's fun. She is fun. Catherine Hahn's a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, watching Catherine Hahn do whatever she's going to do is the best. So I'm going to stick with, I think I'm going to go with Vulture. That's a good one. And you're going to go with? I don't have one. Grandmaster, Hella. I like Ultron. Grandmaster a lot because he's very funny. Thanos, I like who do you Hela like? a lot. Pick one. It's hard. In your, listen to your heart. Close your eyes, listen to your heart. 
Kind of close your eyes. is up there for me in that he is maybe like, I don't know, motivations for Avengers villains better than most. Thanos, Mm. I don't get it. What's your deal, dude? (laughs) I get like. He wants to save the universe. Does he? And we have finite resources. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is he says it like, so many times. Just, makes no sense. Just use your stones to double the resources, dummy. Use your fucking brain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Raisin head. <laughs> oh, that's really fun. Okay. Hit us back with your favorite villain. Go watch Ant-Man streaming on Disney Plus and USA Network. And we will see you guys in a week. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye.